So a question is, what did I do with, did, did, I, did I live those things for myself or did I include others in as, I, as I'm doing life? Buckle up. You're listening to Terminal Exchange. You don't have to look far to find pain and hurt. And if we're being completely honest, uh, most of us won't even need to look much past ourselves. We live in a world filled with broken hearts and lost hope. Uh, here at Newsbomb, we're, we're certainly not immune from the trials and pain of you know, disease, loss, depression, financial burden, and, and marital struggles. Some people do have strong support systems, uh, whether it be through church or, or family, but many people don't, and uh, and even still sometimes those support systems break down and, and are simply just inadequate to address current situations. Britt Nussbaum recently shared that he's uh, felt an increasing number of requests for prayer, counsel, encouragement, and you know just people reaching out to him, uh, sharing their stories uh, here in the last year or so. You know, with this increase and, uh, you know, the desire that Brent and, and our leadership here have uh, to provide better support uh, for our people and, you know, more adequate support, you know, led Brent to seek out a, a better solution uh, that would uh, help serve our employees in a capacity that we just weren't currently able to do. Corporate Chaplains of America brings care and compassion to the workplace, where it is needed most and where it can make a meaningful difference. Because of their boots-on-the-ground approach to ministry, CCA can care for those who need a trusted, objective friend and confidant and those who can't bear their burdens alone anymore. We've partnered with Corporate Chaplains of America to search for and to assign the right chaplain for Newsbomb. In this upcoming feature exchange, I've invited Paige Wood to join me uh, as we introduce Jim Ravel. He is Newsbomb's newly assigned corporate chaplain. Uh, all of our driving and non-driving employees should have already received an announcement uh, along with information regarding this uh, benefit that is completely free to, to all the employees. Jim hasn't always been a chaplain, and in this interview, he gets to share some of his background and personal interests along with what brought him to become a chaplain. And uh, he'll get to explain a bit about what you can expect from him as a chaplain and uh, what he does and does not do. So I, I, I do think you'll find this exchange insightful and encouraging. So uh, please enjoy. Jim, welcome. Well, thank you so much. I'm uh, glad to sit down with you this afternoon and have a little discussion. Jim, t tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and, you know, if you were just kind of giving your quick little... My elevator speech on who yes, I am. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, I am, uh, if I start with my family, I'm, I'm married and have been married for 
37 years. Congratulations. Yeah, it's great. I have uh, my wife, Julia, and uh, we have four children, grown children. Um, they all, their names begin with J. So I've got <laughs> my wife, Julia, myself, Jim, my son, Jonathan, Joanna, Jessica, and Joseph. So we are the Perfect. alliterated family. Huh? That? <laughs> That's fine. But uh, three of them are married. Uh, I also have um, seven grandchildren, seven and under. They wow. are. They say they're God's gift <laughs> for not killing your children. So, <laughs> so no, they, they are. Oh my goodness, they're the joys of our life, and uh, so we really enjoy that. And I have worked, uh, as far as my like background, I've worked in the marketplace. Um, primarily, did some things in banking. I've also done some things working, doing some mediation with the. Um, Cook County Court in Chicago, okay. trying to resolve, you know, of course we know Chicago has very few issues, but... Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I never hear anything. Yeah, so. Of course, yeah. But no, I worked in the court system a little bit there, and it was really helpful. And then I also have primarily uh, worked in um, Christian ministry, okay. and, so, and so I have a background in that, and uh, yeah. So yeah, so that kind of is my little... Uh, spiel on who I am. And you currently reside in? I, I reside about an hour north of here in uh, the town of Shanahan. And so we're right up 55, uh, just south of the I-80 exit. So, or just south, the, uh, an exit that's, south of there. That's an area familiar to many of our drivers. That's right. It's a crossing Absolutely. point. <laughs> yeah, a crossing point. So, Excellent. Well, Jim, tell me a little bit about what brought you to this point of becoming a chaplain uh, and particularly here as it per- pertains to being a corporate chaplain, working with a company. Okay, right. Well, uh, you know, I think all of us, I know, in at least my own life experience, it's always been helpful um, if I'm having great times in my life or if I'm having challenging times in my life to celebrate those things with others or to work through those things with others and corporate chaplains, corporate chaplaincy is. I mean, if if you think, for instance, of chaplaincy, you would say, well, what is that? Uh, you know, think of a hospital chaplain, or think of a race car chaplain, mm-hmm. or think of a military chaplain. Um, I think uh, it's the idea of relationally coming alongside of people, uh, just to be a kind of support. And someone has said, when you share your joys, they're doubled. And when you share your sorrows, they're halved. Or in other words, there's something about being able to, uh, you know, just feel like sometimes it's not even an answer someone gives. It's just the fact, fact of presence. Mm-hmm. And so I have found that helpful in my life, and I love to pay it forward. And so that's really my thing is to, you know, just hang with people and if I can be of help to them. And I've got some life experiences that... Primarily, a lot of them are learned through mistakes I've made and how I grew, you know what I'm saying? I think that's how we, a lot of us learn and, 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 yeah. and get the expertise, so to speak. Yeah, so, you know, I was working in, the, uh, in a, a local church setting, but I think a lot of times the real challenge of, challenges of life come in just the day-to-day stuff that we have to deal with. And, you know, sometimes it's not even the big things, it's just the low-grade wear that kind of sucks the energy out of our lives and we become exhausted. And, and you know, we, and we become a situation we just need a sounding board to run something by someone or, you know, that sort of thing. So, you know, I, that really turns my crank. That really gets, I mean, that's the thing that uh, I love to see. To just if someone, if I can 
uh, have an encounter with someone and they go away feeling, uh, you know, a little bit of fuel in the engine, a little bit of encouragement, that's a tremendous thing. And I feel like I've carried out the role that I'm put here for, you know, so. So speaking of that role then, I think a question that a lot of people will have, you know, a lot of our drivers in particular, what is your role here at Newsbomb? And, you know, we'll mention that you're not an employee of Newsbomb. I'm not an employee. Yeah, so the, the leadership here, uh, Brent Newsbaum and their leadership team has, uh, you know, brought corporate, corporate chaplains in. And, of course, I'm the designate for this mm-hmm. company. And the idea, uh, primarily the way this is done, is through weekly rounds where I connect with people in on-site visits. However, part of the dilemma is what do you do for guys that are, you know, drivers over the road and you don't get into the main uh, situation. And so... You know, pretty much what we provide is regular contact with employees, of course, and part of the value system that we're dealing with, it's permission-based, meaning that we are not going to, we are not going to invade anyone's turf unless they welcome us in. So this is totally a voluntary program. So it's not something that, you know, I mean, we're we're here. If if you're interested, it's it's at your choice. It's also confidential, so we deal with the idea of of being very confidential. In fact, that is a high value. That whatever is shared uh, is not. Uh, in other words, that's I I keep that to myself. There's no. Uh, it's not shared with uh, management. It's not shared even uh, with other uh, you know other chaplains or that kind of thing. Uh, with the exception of if someone's going to harm themselves or if they uh, are threatening, threatening to harm someone else or if there is any child abuse issues that come up. And even in those cases, our goal is redemptive. But the idea is, you know, that we're trying to build relationship. We're trying to come alongside. Um, and it's, um, you know, so it's, it's a totally, uh, you know, voluntary program. And it's free of charge. It's a service. Yeah. that this company has offered. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's, I think that's really cool. Um, so, for example, you mentioned it being voluntary. Paige yes. is uh, soon to uh, be hopefully delivering a child. Yes. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> when, when is the baby due? January. It's supposed to be the end of January, but... Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, wow, that is so awesome. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is great. Congratulations. Is that your first? Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. It's a little boy. That's so good. Well, I hope that science boy. has evolved enough that it <laughs> so, is a little boy. The nursery's painting. You know that for sure. already, right? Yes. <laughs> wow, congratulations. Thank you very much. But so if she, you know, reached out, she could reach out to you, you know, at time of birth, you know, she's going to the hospital and say... You know, I'd really appreciate, you know, maybe a stop by or just, you know, even call over the phone as, hey, can you pray with me for a little bit or or just to chat for a little bit, if nothing else. I mean, Absolutely. you're available to her, right? Totally. We, in fact, part of the things we do include such things. In fact, in cases where there are, uh, you know, like, for instance, the joy of a, of a birth or then, of course, you have the other side where you have someone go through some very difficult thing. Mm-hmm. We tend to be more proactive about that, but it's still permission-based. But, um, yeah, we would love, you know, at, at your request, we'd love to stop by the hospital. In fact, we would have a little gift for you, too. <laughs> so is that, that's pretty exciting. Right. And yeah, so, you know, yeah, that would be an example of something that we would, we would just, you know, love to be part of and celebrate the most amazing gift of a miracle of a little baby. 
It's a beautiful thing. I have to keep reminding myself of that with, with four myself. <laughs> They're a gift from God. Yeah. <laughs> so you have four. Four, my oldest is seven. Seven. I turned oh. seven. And uh, yes, three boys, one girl. Three boys, one girl. We finally got our girl. Seven, oh, really? Seven down to what age? Uh, she is a year and a half. Year and a half. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, see, we did, um, we did four, our four were in five years. So they're all 20 months apart. Yeah. And uh, so we had, you know, preschoolers all at the same time, elementary, junior, you know, it's like, but they are, we love our family. Yeah. We love getting together. And it sounds like you're, you yeah. are. Well, you know, we get the, the crazy looks occasionally about, you know, what yeah. are you guys doing? You're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I don't know. If, oh, uh, Jim, Jim Gaffigan, who's a comedian. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I love, he's, he, he has, I think, six now, but he was right. talking about when he had four. He goes, are you Amish? <laughs> Can you build me one of those fireplaces? You know, it's like... <laughs> It's like it's kind of uh, unique in this culture, but they're a gift. Yeah, so. I, l- I love his uh, his interpretation of you know having so many kids and then adding another kid. <laughs> it's like you yes. know drowning in the ocean, holding two babies, or however he says it, and then uh, someone throws you another one. <laughs> <laughs> he said, <"And> "That's it." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, well, so you're yeah, so Paige, you're going to be uh, you know I think the phrase is uh, you know someone says, "Oh, I slept like a baby." It's like, yeah, I was up every two hours oh, crying. So, right. yeah, it's terrible. Like, okay. I said that to me recently. Yeah. I was like, yeah, so you didn't sleep. Yeah, you didn't sleep. That's, you don't know what sleeping like a baby is. Thank you. But no, it's, a, it's so excited for you. And yeah, so. Yeah, that we're, we're excited we, for Paige. And yeah. I can't wait to, to meet the little guy as well. So hopefully she stops back in the office soon oh, to, to let us see him. So. Yeah, no, are you taking a little time off? Yep. Just a little time off. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna miss Paige for a little bit. You know, she, <laughs> well, that's very important though, because you never get that time. You, yeah, you, you know that's a cherished time. Yeah, so you enjoy that. I'm I'm excited for it. Right now, we're just getting everything put together, waiting for me to get ready to leave, and yeah. and I'll have some time off, and then I'll be back. Yeah. So <laughs> let let us know because I want to. We want to celebrate that moment, and because that's a big that's deal. Cool. That is a big deal. So yeah. yeah. So some would ask, I think, you know, we've got a pretty solid culture here, mm-hmm. uh, grounded in faith and in belief in God. And we've got a lot of people, well, I should say we've got a, a prayer chain uh-huh. uh, email group here in the office. Um, I know there are even some driver groups that probably mm-hmm. get together. Sure. And they would ask, why, why, should, why do we need to have a chaplain here? Are we even going to use a chaplain? Why, why, why have you here? And do you have a response for that? And, and to to answer that question, so why do we need a chaplain? I think you'd probably need to start by asking Brent Newsbaum. Uh, you know, <laughs> but let let me take a shot at it yeah. because I do know this: people are people. I don't I don't care whether they come out of a faith background or. You know, whatever the, the, the belief system is. In fact, just let me make this comment. Someone would ask, well, is, you know, what if someone is of another faith? What if we are a non-denominational organization? Mm-hmm. We are Christian-based, but we respect every faith. Or every, if someone has, you know, has a, they would say, well, I, I don't even believe there's a God. Mm-hmm. We would respect, we are permission-based, so we are not driving those things down. But I, I'm going to say this, people are people. And regardless of what your faith background is, or if you have, you say, I don't really have a faith background, we always, it's always helpful to have someone walk through 
this process and one of the just life and one of the values of this I would say is that um, one thing about a company and this company has an absolutely off the charts uh, culture of care I mean it's extraordinary so and so I've when I walked in here and kind of done some assessment I'm like I, I, that is a question that came to my mind. But I think an answer to that would be this. Whenever you're working in a culture, in a business, you do have what could be, it could become a conflict of interest sometime mm -hmm. where you're dealing with production and having to, and then also life issues. And is there a place that I can share with someone that's confidential, that has nothing to do with uh, anybody that's going to be doing my assessment or pay raises or anything right. like that. So I view us, uh, in a, uh, what I don't want to be is a substitute for the culture of care that's already here. I would like to add to it and whatever gaps are there. And, I, and there's always gaps. There's always ways you can take it to the next level. And I think that's what the leadership of the organization has, is seeking for. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, so that might be my response to it. I think it adds to, it's just, you know, I, I'm kind of like, well, see, one of the things I forgot to mention is that I'm a Cub fan, and uh, one of the one I'll, of the I'm, I'm going to try not to hold that against okay, you. Okay, and you are what? What is your? Uh, well, we're the good guys. I'm that? with the Cardinals. Is that a team? No, just kidding. oh man. Oh, I think this interview's you, done. <laughs> is that the end of the end? Okay, wait. no. You know, I, we were doing so good up till then. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my my thing would be this. I think that there are any. Uh, okay, let's back off from particular logos. Let's, <laughs> let's take a theoretical team in general. It could be any team, but the, the utility player is always a good guy that can come in, come in and fill gaps. And I really see us being able to come in, build relationship, and, you know, be, be able to hang with people in, um, you know, and, and I, I think it can bring, bring help uh, whatever place that someone needs that encouragement. So that, that'd be my response to that. Yeah. And I think I can speak for Brent just a little bit here, uh, just as he uh, introduced you to the group here in the office um, a while back. Uh, Brent, because of our culture, Brent's got an open door policy, and there's a lot of drivers that utilize that open door Correct. policy. Um, Brent is very willing to lend a ear. Yeah to your concerns, to your yeah. any issues that you've got going on. I know he has many, many times sat down with uh, drivers or employees in his office to uh, talk through, pray, uh, give counsel and support as, you know, it's, it's asked of. And I know that because of our growth and everything that we've seen, which God's been good to us in, in that and, and, and bless this company in, in, in the way that we've we've seen our numbers increase, but with more people becomes more things. Correct. You know, you can only handle so much. Span of care. You can only handle so much. So, I think bringing you in, Jim, is to help alleviate some of that. Not to take it away, right? But to actually lend more support. To our people when they are in need of that person to talk to. Yeah. Uh, and can I just, what I've overheard him, and I think he, I don't know if he shared this at the orientation for the, the team here, but I think he mentioned the idea. He wants to make sure that 
in bringing corporate chaplains, it's not the signal that now he's sort of washing his hands exactly. of care. Yeah. Because yes. even as we, we talked this morning, and it was in his office, you know, he is an extraordinary man in this regard. When you get the combination of someone that has a business uh, development and a, a skill set as an entrepreneur and also has a point of care for people, that's a rare combo. And he's, mm -hmm. he has that. So that kind of thing he's going to continue to offer. But I think we just supplement. So, you know, so it's not like yeah. he's sort of bequeathing responsible. Oh, good, I got this guy. Now I can put that. It's not, that's not going to happen because that's so wired in him that he'll continue to do that. But the goal here is to help alleviate because there is a growth. I mean, this, the, the company is in a growth, uh, it's in a growth season. And so there, you know, obviously they, they, this is part of thinking toward growth and thinking toward health in the company. And so that's, uh, that's important. So, yeah. How would you encourage, um, whether it be our drivers or anybody in the office, how would you encourage them to feel comfortable giving you a call? Uh, don't, first of all, don't feel like you're invading my time. Because as I told someone, I am going to live forever, so I've got a lot of... <laughs> but, I mean, certainly there's also time management. We have limitations. But we are available 24-7, and uh, the goal is within 10 minutes to get a call back. And, if that, you know, and, and at that point, uh, we, we then determine, is this something that you know, we can just schedule time? And maybe a face-to-face -face would be a good thing. Of course, if you're a driver... Um, we can figure out, is it the best time to talk right now? Is there another time? But I would encourage people, you know, if, if there's this feeling, oh, I don't want to, you know, should I interrupt his time? Should I? That's what we're here for. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's kind of part of the mission that we have. So, you know, I, I would encourage people to just give me a call. And, and uh, if we need to schedule time to sit down, uh, if we need to schedule, we could do even, uh, you know, I've thought of the idea of maybe doing an internet chat so we get face-to-face, -face, or we can just do a phone call. Mm -hmm. And uh, so my encouragement is, I'm just a guy <laughs> with a lot of flaws and some experiences in life, and if I can be of any help to someone in, on the journey, uh, I'd love to do that. So, you know, so of course, when we give the card out, and I think everyone gets a card in a brochure, mm -hmm. it has on it a number that you call. You leave a voicemail or voice message, I should say. And, um, and then it, it, that's, that pings my phone. And then I call back, check the message. And then whatever way of contact, if it's an email or if, if, or if you want me to give a phone call back, all that information is shared. And, mm -hmm. and so that's how that's done. Excellent. And there's really nothing too small or too big to contact you about. No, not at all. I mean, if you feel like you need to run something by me, I, I'm totally game. Mm -hmm. I'm open to that. So that um, was, I was going to ask, I, I missed your initial orientation. So uh, I know you went through a rundown of some different services that you uh -huh, provide. Sure. And you also mentioned, you know, you're not going to be haranguing the drivers or office staff. Right, exactly. So I guess, could you maybe elaborate a little bit on can some do of that. those services that you have? You know, as we mentioned, of course, Paige, you're going to have a child and, you know, like, and you'll be doing, you'll be in the hospital for a little bit. Well, uh, if, if we do hospital visits and, you know, if, uh, both the celebration of a birth or if someone ill or if you have surgery, like for instance, 
if you or a family member, um, so it's not exclusively contained to, uh, to yourself, but if you have a family member, uh, you'd want us to just stop by to share uh, just a brief word, uh, if at your permission, if you like prayer. Um, if you want us to hang through the whole surgery, um, we'd be willing, but we'll ask you that if you want, if you want that. Um, we do court visits with employees, um, if, uh, just to be present. <clears throat> if you, uh, jail visits, <laughs> we hope that doesn't happen, but sometimes you never know. I mean, you could have a family member maybe that found themselves in a tough spot, and we'd be willing to do that. Uh, in fact, yesterday, I, I did, I was at Cook County doing some jail visits, and it's extraordinary. I mean, I really enjoy connecting when someone's in that difficult thing. We do marriage coaching or marriage counseling. So if you uh, if you you know need some help with that, I'm I'm certified in uh, a couple of things like for premarital counseling. I, I can provide that. I do um, a thing called Sembus, which is saving your marriage before it starts, which is a whole process. Another thing is preparing rich, which kind of gives you a snapshot photo of how your either premarital relationship or even your marriage relationship works and give some areas your strengths and maybe some areas you need to focus on. So we do marriage counsel. We do uh, resolving conflict, personal conflict. We do not do, like, for instance, if you have a conflict with your employer, we don't do that kind of thing. We're not, but if, if you have some kind of life conflict or whatever, in fact, my degree, uh, I have a master's degree in conflict resolution from Dominican University wow. in River Forest, and that's what got me into the court system in Chicago. Um, and then also, uh, we'll do financial or budget counseling. And, and what we do primarily, we are not long-term, so we're short-term, and then we can point you to resources or get you kind of, gotcha. untra- kind of tracked into where you need to head. And uh, so th- those are some of the services we offer. I don't know if that... Uh, yeah, that's, that's super helpful. I didn't know if it was, yeah. you know... Just one of those things where you're having a baby or yeah. things aren't going good, but that gives a good overview of yeah. little snippets here, here, there, and everywhere. So they always sort of laughingly say, what we don't do <laughs> is get you more vacation time <laughs> or get you a pay raise yep. or rifle through your HR files and find stuff now out Now I'm really you. questioning why they brought you on board. If you're not giving me a pay raise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. There you go. I'm out. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I quit. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. But, uh, but one of the other things that you don't do uh, is, I mean, you're not actually performing weddings or... We don't. As, as a service, we don't. Of course, I do personally, but the company, we don't offer that right. service. That's not part of the... No, it's not. This benefit in No, it's not. No, it's not part of CCA. And all, all of those services are free because that's part of the what, what we do. So that's provided and that's a great resource to all the employees to be able to yeah. get involved with that. Yeah, very cool. Now, you mentioned you had a degree in uh-huh. conflict resolution. and Tell me a little bit about just your background experience there in whether you know, school or experience there in, in what kind of... What sort of educational gives you background your I have? Qualifications at this point. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what I'm grilling quali- you now. What qualifies? What, qualifies? <laughs> what makes you the guy? Hey, yeah. Hey, what about you, man? You're some hack coming in. Who know? We know who you are. Um, the you know I I, I uh, my first uh, my my bachelor's degree was in biblical studies. So I did a bachelor's degree at uh, Christian Life College in it's in the Chicago area mm-hmm. and it's a ministry based non denominational school. And uh, then I did some uh, theological training and studies in um, a Master's of Divinity with King's 
seminary, which is in Los Angeles in Dallas. Um, so I did that. And then, um, then I went on and I completed a degree. I really was very intrigued by, I think it was the, at that point, the only uh, conflict resolution or mediation degree in the uh, state of Illinois at that time at Dominican University. And, the, and it was great because we were trained in the, the National Mediation Board in Washington that mediates all of the cases for airlines and railroads. I think there were at that time only 14 mediators nationwide. Eight of those came in to do our training uh, over the, uh, which was extraordinary stuff because they had great stories in a larger context. But then we also dealt with like the uh, family services people would come in to talk about resolving conflict, that kind of thing. So I, I completed, uh, it's a master's degree in, in uh, mediation or uh, conflict resolution. And that was then how they invited us into the court system in Chicago. And, and what would happen, we'd be handed cases. They would pull them off the bench so they wouldn't have to be litigated. If, uh, you know, like if a law wasn't broken, but it was just a relational thing that could be resolved, We'd take it into a room like we're sitting in right now. So we're in a boardroom right now for those on the podcast. Got some chairs here. And we would just talk things through to keep it so that we could try to relationally resolve a case, which was amazing because it is much more, I, th- I think it's healthier. We, we live in a very, uh, you know, our, our culture is full of litigation. And so we tried to provide, and in every case, I think in every case you can't resolve that. But I think in over 85% of the ones I did, we'd come to some kind of relational thing. So that kind of gives my sweeping educational background and that sort of thing. So Yeah. Yeah. That, to me, I, I think that's a really neat, unique experience that you've, you've got there with the conflict resolution, especially in the Chicago area. It seems like there's probably no shortage of, right. you know, cases and everything there. I mean, even here in central Illinois, there's yeah. surely no shortage there, but... Yeah. Um, is there anything in particular, without giving any details, is there any, um, you know, specific details that would give something away, but is there any memory that you have in there that sticks with you that has helped? I, I, think, I think probably on the positive side, I mean, I, I don't know if I would recite um, specific cases, but I, I can think of, uh, like, for instance, when I worked in the landlord-tenant court where, where you get, you know, individuals who are struggling with paying rent and you've got a mm-hmm. landlord that wants to be paid. And, and when you get people in a room, you know, you'll usually have a landlord that's very emphatic about wanting to get paid. <laughs> and, and then you'll hear someone tell an honest story about a struggle they had. Maybe the family member got ill. Maybe, and you find that there's a softening in the, in the, in the response of the landlord. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of it, the goal isn't for the landlord just to be, you know, just to sort of give away whatever mm-hmm. uh, monies they were going to get, but is there a way to resolve this so it's a win-win for both parties? And I, I can think of many times where I watched if, if the stress levels drop on both sides, wow. a, a sense of, of uh, just positive feelings in, on both sides of the, the coin. So I, I could think of that as a positive thing. I think on another side, um, I, 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 I was saddened when I would sit in a case and there was a gentleman who the landlord really was trying to be um, very accommodating to him. In fact, giving him what I thought. In fact, as a mediator, I don't set the tone because it's whatever a person's willing to say. So he was giving him huge grace. And I'm sitting there listening to him 
do this. And this guy was totally stiff arming him. And I'm like, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, do you understand what you're giving away? Well, when we got out to the judge and I explained to the judge, and you have to understand this courtroom, there'd be 150 people sitting in the room and they get to see the whole thing, you know? So they get out there and I go sit on the bench and he saw my notes and this guy got the book thrown at him. And because of the fact that he declined a generous offer from the landlord, right. and, and then when the case was done, the guy who was so combative comes running up to me in the hallway in the courtroom, in the uh, courthouse, and says, oh, I want to, I, I, you know, I, I'm, re- I'm willing to work this out now. And, and I said, wow. I said, you know what? The gavel has dropped. Yeah. The, the judgment is made. It is finished for you on this. You got, I mean, and, and I, I guess it saddens me. Hopefully you learned a lesson from that. But, yeah. you know, I, 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 you know, so I, I, you know, you get all, both sides of the thing. And, you know, I, I don't know if that, those are a couple of stories. Yeah, no, that I think that's really neat to hear yeah. that uh, yeah. specific kind of scenario that, you, that you've worked with. When it comes to uh, working here with Newsbomb, uh, I think you've got a unique, uh, I'll call it challenge, Okay. In working with drivers, being that you don't get a whole lot of face-to-face right. time with them like you would with right. those of us here in the offices. Um, what can a driver expect from you as far as contact? And should they be expecting that they're going to be getting a phone call from you? Uh, you know, you're, you've got this phone list that you're going to start going through and, and start making phone calls and hit, you know, start in the A's and work your way down to Z. My goal is in every year that I can go overnight at every driver's house and they can have dinner with me. No, I'm just kidding. That's perfect. I, I, <laughs> I mean, love it. I'm sure that a sense of excitement just went across the country and all the drivers. <laughs> no, actually, the truth is that, um, uh, you know, the, we're, tr- we're trying to figure out the, the connection piece. And I don't think we've totally resolved that yet. But, uh, uh, and so I think there's, there's the desire, just like I do rounds here on a weekly basis, there's some talk. So I can't be held to this. And I don't know, you know, obviously every driver, uh, maybe not, would not even want this, but some little contact each week with a, with a short little word of encouragement and, mm-hmm. and, and the sound of my pleasant voice. <laughs> Coming through the cab, <laughs> or maybe the volume we turned down at that point. Who knows? But uh, we're trying to figure out the way to at least let, because every person here in this company is important, whether they're at this location or if they're traveling, uh, you know, over Absolutely. the road somewhere in the world. And so that is, in fact, the ones who cause this company to really move is the driver who's actually the bottom I line. I wholeheartedly agree so with that. <laughs> so, so we're trying to figure that out. And something that is short and, uh, you know, it, at least it's just a pre- the presence of a reminder. And certainly there's a way that uh, they can connect with me if they want to, mm-hmm. you know, get a conversation going or something like that. And you're really there just to be a friend, a confidant. Absolutely. You're not there to convert them to anything. I am not. Listen, not, I don't have a 97-pound Bible trying to sort of leverage faith down their throat, not no. at all. Uh, it's totally, uh, it's, it's just a relational-based thing. And, uh, you know, if you need, uh, you know, whatever. It could be, like I think was mentioned, the simplest thing or something that mm-hmm. would seemingly be complex. Um, you know, we can, yeah, we're open to all of that. But it's, there's no force in this. So, 
what are you looking forward to getting out of this yourself? And if there's a selfish motive in here whatsoever. And it might be, it might be like to take that angle off of it. Like what <laughs> drew you, not that there was an angle there, but what, what drew you to becoming a chaplain? What drew me to becoming a chaplain? Um, well, I've done the, I've been in the caring business for, I mean, in that, when I say caring business, almost sounds like it's a corporate deal, but I, I, I've <laughs> operated in really, that's, all, that's been an eight in my life bef- long before I ever opted to, because I, originally I wanted to become an accountant. My brother's actually a CPA. I was trying to, you know, that was my deal. <laughs> I, and that's why I was in banking early on. And then I felt this thing for Christian ministry. And so, you know, what really drives me is, uh, you know, I I would say this, every person has been put here for a purpose. Designed, there's a designer who is amazing. And each person is made uniquely in a way that there should be value added. And so it it really, you know, I, I enjoy adding that. And then, at the, I mean, my faith is a big thing. And I do believe that just like there are regular, I'm sure that everyone that's in this company gets some kind of regular assessment. At the end of the day, at the end of my life, I'm going to stand to give an, you know, kind of a, an account for what I did with the stuff God bequeathed me. He wired, he <laughs> wired each of us in a certain way. He's given, he, we, we could have been born any other time, but we're born during this time. We, we happen to live in, a, in the place that we live, and we have a lot of freedoms in this country. We've been given wonderful things. So a question is, what did I do with, did, did, I, did I live those things for myself, or did I include others in as, I, as I'm doing life? Now, let me just, you know, of course, being Christian-based, one of the, there's, there's, a, there's a verse that says, each of us should look not only on our own interests, but also on the interest of others, meaning that there's a balance that you don't burn yourself out. You still look in your own interests, but you think broader than yourself. And so, there, and so I think at the end of the day, it's just to add value to people and knowing that this is my assignment and I'm going to be evaluated on and I want to get, I want to get some good grades on this, you know, and just responding to what I've been given. And that would be my answer for that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's, that's fantastic. And, I'm curious with this being a 24/7 gig for you. You know, what's that look like for you at home and how's your wife kind of uh <laughs> plan to cope with that? Well, or is she know, used to that it, somewhat? It, well, I did because I've done I've really done um I mean, I've done you know, I I've, I've really done uh, when you work in ministry, you're always on call. I mean, you're always on mm-hmm. call. Of course, what we try to do is um one of the things I do have to say about corporate chaplains they're, they they do give us uh, every quarter where we have to take a week off because there is you know there is this thing called care burnout yeah. that when, you've got to just take time off and so th- that's something they 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 require um, and so we get that we, we, so we, that's four times a year that and then in in that time frame if someone would call in and say what do we do well we have chaplains in this region that would fill in they wouldn't do the rounds that week but if there's something that comes up or that right. kind of thing but uh, it's been something I mean I've been called out 
And, and, and to be honest, it, it's it's not like on an every week basis you're called out. It just it you know people get this mindset that oh my gosh you're running all the time, not not so much. But you do give space for it. You have to leave flexibility if it happens. And I can tell you some very painful but gratifying stories of things that happen at three in the morning where people are going through struggles or you know auto accident or you know you never want those things to happen. But that stuff does come up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, I, I make sure I, I get plenty of downtime. <laughs> you know, even in the twenty four seven, I I'm big on um, refreshing myself. And you know, one of the ways I love uh, each day, or at least five times a week, I try to do a four four to five minute walk, uh, and a little bit of you know that that kind of de stresses me, and that's an important thing for me. And and just hanging out with my wife and. Uh, being worn out by my amazing grandchildren, you know, things like, you know, so we can do all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Catching Cubs games. Or oh, anything. Cubs. Oh my gosh. Uh, talk about, or, if you want to call it games. In fact, <laughs> in fact, the, this first part of this podcast is on new spot. We're going to have a part two on the Cubs and, uh, <laughs> count me out. <laughs> oh, listen, Hey, the Goldschmidt, <laughs> Goldschmidt. That was a good signing with the Cardinals, man. Okay. Sorry. We're getting sidetracked. <laughs> Talking sports, <laughs> no doubt. But uh, well, you know, and that's uh, that's a personality part of you. I mean, that, sports and you know the Cubs, and there's probably some other things. You know, what else do you enjoy? You know, in your downtime, my downtime, I I'm well, I love to read. I love uh, I love I do writing also. I try to write. Speaking my language. Yeah, and I find that that helps me in speaking because I like to be. Um, but I try to write at least a couple of pages a day. Wow. So, you know, over, and I, there's, a, there's a way that I do that. It just helps yeah. me think. Um, what, are you, what, what are you writing? Uh, I, well, I, I write, I, I kind of process my life, and I do it as a particular thing that I do every day that kind of gives a running journey. In fact, and I've got, each year I have a little book, that I kind of can review my life and particular lessons I've learned, things like that. You don't publish that and give it to your family for Christmas. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell you what, though. I'm leaving it as a legacy for my kids. That's that's awesome. So they can so they can peruse through and find out things and you know stuff they didn't know about me and yeah yeah. So that's like that's probably a bit. Certainly, money's a good inheritance because you really like that one. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the values you pass on. Yeah. And the legacy you leave is really important. That'll be really special for them, yeah. I think, someday so, when they get And they don't even know do I'm doing that right now, but that's kind of a... That's cool. So don't pass it on to so them, we won't please. Tell them, don't don't let, tell them anything about this podcast. That's right. Don't let them know. Yeah, right. They'll probably listen to it. So sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but So I, I like writing. I like, you know, I, de- I de- uh, kind of uh, stress relief through walking. Love to hang with my wife and I like to go through, go to, you know, we'll go to a movie every month or every couple of weeks. We like more real life stuff or drama stuff or, you know, I mean, actually she's into sci-fi stuff. And okay. uh, so that's a conflict in her marriage. But, you know, what do you say? Well, so what's, well, what's the last good, what's your favorite movie been so far this year then that you've gone to see? Favorite movie that I've been to this year. Oh, boy. You'd ask that question. Um, it, it would have to be a real life story. And I'm trying to think. I, now I'm stumped. My, my, you want to know my favorite movie I, of all I time? I was going to ask the you. Movie of all time? Okay. My favorite movie of all time is an old movie uh, that is uh, starring uh, 
a, a Cub fan by the name of Bill Murray. <laughs> okay, my favorite movie is uh, What About Bob? Yes. Okay, so, okay, so here's What About Bob. So I taught, uh, in a, I also taught at the Christian College, and I taught an uh, intro to pastoral counseling. And so one of the final, one of the days at the end of the class, we would watch What About Bob? Because we're like, who's the better counselor here? (laughs) Dr. Leo Marvin? Or is it, you know, so you have to see this movie, but it's, uh, it is absolutely, I love, I always, you know, that's, I think that would be my favorite movie of all time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Before we let you go here, um, what, uh, I'd like for you to leave us with maybe a little bit of encouragement. Uh, what would you um, like to share with uh, with our listeners here? Okay, what would be a word of encouragement? You know, I was I think a lot of times where stress comes out in our life is when we either uh, live in this sense of wasting the the moment we're living in right now with regret, which means that. It's the do-over things in our life that, oh, if I could only did this, and we kind of have this scenario in our head and we beat ourselves up. Um, that is a very, it, we, we lose, the, we're, we're wasting our moment. Or if we fast forward and put ourselves into uh, scenarios that you know, people, people say to me, they'll say something like, I'm not very creative. And then they start talking about the things they're imagining of the disasters that could happen in our life. I'm like, wow, you are awesome. We could write a movie script with your imagination. (laughs) So the question is, I I think to look at, to step back and to watch ourselves as we're doing life, to think about how we think. Because if if we're thinking about regrets, we're wasting the moment. And if we're thinking about stuff that's coming that we're, that we're not even there yet and we're wasting the moment, we're, we're, uh, we're maybe not totally wasting our life, but it's kind of like if you're running your car with the emergency brake on, the gas mileage drops significantly. And so what I'm saying is that I think we need to, how do we learn to step back and think about what we think? And that's a big deal. That, over the last couple of months, I've really been kind of on a personal project to think about myself as I'm doing life. And then how... How do because how we send, handle stress is and a lot of the times the reason we're stressed out is because we're regretting something in the past or we're fearing something in the future and we're wasting the moment and you know I've I've come to some conclusions on how I personally resolve that issue and I'm still working on it but you know so that that would be my coaching is to watch your step back and think about how you're doing life and how, how think about how you think. And I think there are strategies that you know can be helpful, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I try to do that each day by even taking a little quiet time, where I step back and just kind of, you know, kind of deprogram from yeah. life. And so I don't know that'd be that'd be a thought. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's valuable advice there. Yeah. So Jim, thanks so much for for being with us. We're going to make sure that we uh, have all the literature and uh, business cards available to all of our drivers. We'll be getting those. Um, All of our people in the office have those as well. And uh, we'll make sure everybody's got your contact information there. Uh, We won't be posting that directly on our website here just for privacy reasons. Right, exactly right. You know, the whole world doesn't necessarily have your number, but uh, we'll make sure that they've (laughs) got access to that. Yeah, Yeah. so, you know, I've enjoyed being here. You guys are, you have made it a breeze 
to do interviews. You, you, get, you really do a great job. Well, so thank you. You're generous. Yeah, so thanks. thank you. All right, thank you so much. Thanks, Jim. Yep. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is a recognized leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's dedicated and truckload services, visit Nussbaum.com. Drivers can expect different when driving for Nussbaum. Top pay, weekly guarantees, and excellent equipment are just the beginning. At Nussbaum, you're not just an employee, you're an employee owner. Find out more about driving for Nussbaum at NussbaumJobs.com and hit apply now. Drive with purpose. Drive with Nussbaum. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. With new episodes arriving every Tuesday, don't let FOMO get the best of you. Subscribe to our show anywhere you listen to podcasts to get every exchange as soon as it's released. Then go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, terminalexchange.org.